This hour sponsored by Addo, the power behind the storage. is NAB Show Live. Oh, um, welcome to NAB Show Live, brought to you by Broadcast Beat. I'm Sadie Groom. I'm the Managing Director of Bubble Agency. Um, I've got some great guests with me today. So we're going to start talking about how you get ROI from your content, that all-important question. So, Kerry, you can start. <laughs> You're from Imogen, and you work with a lot of people and their content. So yep. what are you seeing as how people can get um, money? Yeah, so I work in the commercial team at Imogen, and uh, we work with businesses who want to make their content available for commercial purposes. And having that content available means that you can share it with more users, with more of your broadcasters, sponsors, and promoting your brand throughout. So highlighting your brand and not necessarily taking monetization directly from the content in the first instance, but maybe doing that later down the line through subscription-based um, archive clip sales. Um, it's important for a whole variety of different industries for different reasons and essentially making that content available is the first step in doing that. Yeah. Ian, do you want to tell us all a bit about Promethean? I'd what be it delighted. Is, or you'd be delighted to. So the, uh, <laughs> it's interesting you talked about the fact that you don't need to necessarily uh, make money at first instance. What Promethean is all about is delivering ROI using real time. So uh, we have an interactive video platform that is all about measurable, engaging uh, content. We use overlays to drive an ROI and it could be that we, uh, over the top of that content, we put adverts, we put uh, a call to action that drives people towards a a commerce coupon, something like that. Um, The key to us is we found that so many people are, are investing in content, content is king, ROI has to be the crown on yeah. the head. You have to be able to deliver a revenue source, but it has to be one that's not disruptive, it's that, that, that yeah. fights against the audience. So Promethean is all about you know, these overlays, contextual uh, and measurable and relevant, so that the viewer doesn't just go, I don't want any of that. <laughs> There's something that I can engage yeah. with. So David, what do you think, I mean, the challenges are for media companies that have to get this ROI? So our perspective is we're a software company that focuses on providing best in breed storage experience. That comes from engaging the customers and finding out when you ask what their real problems are, there's a fundamental business underlying component to it. So if the workflow is supporting the business objectives, then the tooling is gonna be enabling these new capabilities to occur. So some of the speakers that have been sitting here have talked about being able to leverage cloud resources to be able to apply them and get the media into the cloud to extract that value through AI and ML resources. Uh, We bring those resources from the cloud into local infrastructure with our architecture. So being able to support search with AI and pull in some plug-in capabilities to take all these scalable technologies that are leverageable from the cloud and apply that to local data resources is the first fundamental thing that we do as Pixel Media with our Pixstore product. The next layer becomes, what if we reverse that relationship and put our Pixstore product into the cloud 
So now it's able to offer a collaborative workflow capability with other resources already spinning up into the cloud. So ultimately it becomes, it's irrelevant to where the data is that you're extracting the value from the data. Yeah. Then it becomes the efficiency by which that value gets extracted. So there's a lot of companies that do a lot of cool um, technology development and tooling that we want to plug into as a storage platform because we feel we're better at solving these workflow problems mm -hmm. through collaboration than trying to be the one company that invents it all. Yeah. And by that leverage, um, a lot of cool new capabilities are coming into market. Better security, which is a constant uh, emerging uh, concern for businesses to go with my archives, exposing that data back into revenue generation channels means I need to make sure I do it in a secure fashion. And being conscious yeah. of those capabilities matters to us. David? David number two, mm -hmm. or David number one, my co-host. I'll just go by, <laughs> by David. Just go by so, David. Uh, when it, if we go back to the initial question around generating uh, ROI around content, yeah. we at CrimeStream in no way tell you how to do that. Right. But we are the system that will support your efforts. The business model is up to you to define. You need the flexibility behind it to change directions, to leverage media, whether it's locally stored or in the cloud, to integrate with AI to find it, to reduce the cost of being able to retrieve it and move it and manage it. And those are all areas where our focus is. In addition, uh, we have a, a real kind of laser focus, if you will, on tying you into the creative tools and into third-party tools that you can leverage. So we've got over 100 integration with third-party products because yeah. we never know what you need to do to yeah. chase some new business model that you've just thought of. Yeah. And we need to be there to support it. Yeah. I mean, do you think what workflows do people need to be considering? And are they totally new workflows or are they ones that already exist? Yeah, that's, lots of it's a great question. And uh, what we're finding is that People need to experiment. They don't always know. So they need to be able to ramp up very quickly at fairly low cost and be able to try out new things. And that might mean uh, that uh, material is coming from new sources, or it might be that deliverables have changed, or it might yeah. mean that they need to work differently and we need to be able to adjust without having to create some bespoke work, if right. you will, that requires us to change the system. Yeah. We need the flexibility within the system to be able to res respond. Right. I think, if I can just contribute yeah. on the subject of workflows, I think that people are afraid of workflows uh, when they needn't be, right? People like to have this factory line process and, uh, and deliver their video, and I understand that you know, there's, there's a, a commercial reality to it, but what the way that we view video is, it's, it's very much an adjunct of the social media function. So if you, for example, you're at a sports game and you have your social media people out there live tweeting and, and creating clips and, and being, you know, creating a, an immersive experience for your viewing public, then you can use the same kind of, you know, the our tools, our interactive experience, and drop it in that. The same people that are already performing that function should be able to help you monetize your content. Yeah. Because ultimately it's all about engagement and using that engagement to create a, a conduit to commerce with that audience. What better way uh, to do that than to use the people that are already you know, involved in doing something compelling with your audience rather than reinventing yeah. the wheel. Yeah. And do you think, sorry, yeah. carry on Kerry. Um, our view of workflows is quite predominant in thinking of ROI because we look at the full end-to-end -end workflow for archive, for in-season portals, and things that are really important for our customers 
is flexibility to their existing solutions, their existing workflows, and we challenge them on how they can revamp them and make them more efficient. And because there are no proper standards for workflows and the end-to-end -end content journey, we actually find that we need to be flexible to the customer to help them along their thinking of the process. So it could be something from where all their content is stored and how they transfer that content and how they deliver it to whoever their stakeholders are. But the ROI in that is looking at that full workflow and trying to create efficiencies there. So it's not directly giving them um, commercial monetization, but it is giving them long-term ROI through consolidation and um, making better use of the staff that they have in-house as well. Are there types of content that are more ripe for monetization? Types of programming, like sports, for example. You know, I, I think ultimately any type of content can be monetized many different ways. And, you know, I agree with everything that everyone's been saying. For us, it's translated into reducing the cost of experimentation, yeah. allowing, uh, for example, versions so that you can have multiple versions to monetize in yeah. different geographies or to different audiences. Mm -hmm. One version might be VR 360, another might be you know, designed for Twitter. Uh, those types of things are uh, different paths towards audiences. Yeah. I, th I think live content has the ability to monetize more than yeah. VOD. And that's purely because you know, that, that, you know, that impulse, that, that call to action that, that comes with it. Um, you know, VOD will always be there and forms this kind of long tail of revenue. It's the immediacy yeah. of live. Um, and you talked about in terms of you know, types of content, I think as well there's, a, there's an upcoming generation. I mean, Promethean was born of a uh, previous company involved in esports. And uh, what we find is, is, what we found is that millennials, people involved in that esports genre, yeah. were much more likely to uh, have their purchase decisions informed by that content. Yeah. Um, and what we're now seeing here to, to, to leverage that point is that it, it's now coming from esports to traditional sports. And you find that there's yeah. a, a bleeding between the spheres yeah. uh, and people are learning from different cultures. See, I would um, argue separately that it, there's a lot quick, of quick answer. <laughs> quick, quick little thing. Unfortunately, we've got to wrap up. So I, I would, I, I, would argue, I would argue there is value to be extracted from long tail content too, because a lot of it comes down to the additional fragmentation of the yeah. audience that we're trying to reach. So esports has emerged. Other additional traditional channels already exist, and there's leverage value to be found as yeah. audiences have more devices and more ways to pursue and acquire content. That the ability to get the ROI from it from long tail old content live content repurposed is a matter of pick your niche, apply the yeah. workflow, and target and monetize that. So unfortunately, we do have to wrap up this session. I know we could Get talk them about, every so way we'll you talk can. about money. <laughs> uh, but thank you to my guests. Uh, and you can carry on thank having you. this discussion after. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
This hour sponsored by Addo, the power behind the storage. 